going on, everybody? This show will not be found on Sports Center, but this is Sky B, originally from Gary, Indiana. Listen to the Dynasty Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Yo, 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 what's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 47. No DJ Avo today to fuck that up. But this is where you come for your fancy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. You see, without Avo messing it up, I got that intro down pat. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. You got Dynasty Bro Vic. What's up, everybody? Hey, I just want to let you know the whole preparation before you actually hit live, all that should be funny. Y'all should have seen Vic adjusting his hat and doing all the cool nigga stuff, man, just to make sure he right, man. But we good. We money. We good, man. We good. I like the t-shirt you got, bro. It's fine. Right on, man. I don't know if y'all can see it it's all the way. It's being blocked this. right now, man. Hold up, man. Let me fix that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Draft yeah. slayer. Hey. All right. Talk? I was going to yeah, say that's... Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. Hey, bro. I was, about, I was about to say that your t-shirt is perfect because that's actually what we're doing today. Got a mock draft for him, man. And um, we already did a rookie draft because we knew it was rookie season. Everybody was excited about that. So we wanted to wait this one out. We want to do a real full out draft just so you can help. We can help people with their roster construction. We actually got some emails about that. And, you know, we got to get the people what they want. So we're actually going to draft from separate spots, separate teams. Me and Vic been doing a lot of coaching and stuff lately. And I know we're tired of that shit. So <laughs> he's going to draft his own team. I'm going to draft my own team. Shout out to the Scott Fishbuck and our team. Shit's fire. Team fire. Yeah, so, but before we get to the mock draft and the fire shit, I just want to let everybody know, still got the what's the word. We still got the hood TMZ with Dynasty Bro Vic, so now we jump it off, bro. If you ready, give them what they want. <clears throat> yeah, let's get into it, man. So uh, let's start with the Washington Skins. Well, I guess they're the football team from Washington. They don't have a name yeah. at the moment, but they are going to be officially changing their name. Um, so that, you know, word came out officially yesterday. Um, they put a statement out. Um, so Dan Snyder and Coach uh, Ryan Riviere, they're working on a new name. So we'll see what comes out of that. But, uh, you know, I'm, gl- I'm glad to see that. So True. And then I can stop messing it up, bro. I knew I was the only one that was still using the slang term that that is not right to be using. So shout out to the team in Washington changing it, revamping everything. Man, I'm interested to see what they coming up with. You got any ideas? I've been seeing like the red, yeah, I've been seeing like the red tails float around on social media. Um, I also saw the Washington natives. Um, I actually like the Washington natives just because, you know, you could, let's let's pay homage to the Native American community. Um, you, you know, at least with that name, I think that would be appropriate. Um, I don't find that offensive. Hopefully I'm not crossing any boundaries not with either. that. I'm not even jumping into that because I don't yeah. know what's messed up and what's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are we like going two steps forward, one steps back, going from skins to natives? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you got the, you know, the Washington Nationals. You got the Wizards. You got the Mystic. So we'll see. The Rangers. Yeah. What about the Rangers. That sounds kind of cool. Like Power Rangers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna let them figure it out. Yeah, our, bro. Our coast don't have that issue, so we good. Red Robins. That too. Logo could That's be, a ham- <laughs> be a hamburger or some shit. So <laughs> that works. But uh let's uh let's uh, keep it pushing. So shout out to Bleach Report. 
Um, of course, last week we talked about Deshaun Jackson and his uh, controversial posts that he had out there. And Julian Edelman reached out to him, wide receiver for the Patriots. Basically, you know, Julian, he he comes from a Jewish background, um, so he is Jewish. And he basically just extended a arm out to Deshaun and said, hey, let's take a trip to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. And also let's visit the African-American uh, Museum um, as well in D.C. And let's have some hamburgers and drinks and just... You know, talk about our experiences. So I thought that was dope for Jules to reach out, uh, you know, to take the conversation a step further to actually take some action. True that, man. Shout out to Julian. He seems, besides his car thing recently, he seems like yeah. a pretty stand-up guy in general, man. It seems like his teammates love him and a hard worker. He's, he's a good guy. I'm glad he reached out and, you know, just tried to help somebody make something right. So shout out to Jules. Yeah, and also we do want to give uh, Deshaun some, some bail. He did uh, speak with a Holocaust survivor earlier in the week. Um, so he's going to visit, um, you know, one of the concentration camps. Um, so he's planning to make that trip. Um, I don't know when, given the pandemic, but um, looks like Deshaun is definitely trying to, you know, right that wrong. So True that, true that. All right, let's uh, let's keep it pushing. A um, couple more things and we'll get out of here uh, as far as with the news. So, of course, uh, the NFLPA, so the NFL Players Association, they are actually discussing a date where players can decide if they want to opt out for the 2020 season. So I know there's a push to see if we're even going to have a season, but we also have to be mindful of there may be some players who might not be comfortable with even stepping onto the field. So um, don't be surprised if that happens. Um, you know, given these guys have families and friends and, you know, if they're going out there risking their health, you know, you can't be upset at guys who want to protect their health as it relates to being around their family and friends. So what are your thoughts on that, Doc? Look, man, I don't blame anybody that wants to sit this out, man, that, you know, that it's serious. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not a real thing. I, I know I spoke for myself and I was just like, hey, we're going to have to get to a point where it's, we're going to have to learn how to live with it, just be safe and cautious. But the same time, there are people out here dying and people have kids that they have to be around on an everyday basis. So I get, if you don't want to go risk your life and, and your loved ones like that to, to play a sport, I know it's your career, but still your life. So um, I get it. So I'm on both sides. I hope we have a season because I love this sport. And I love talking about it. And, um, but I get it though. Yeah, and you know, luckily we got the NBA who's testing out the bubble situation. Of course, like Russell Westbrook, um, he tested positive recently. So um, hopefully NFL is taking the page from their books as far as seeing how they handle superstars and really any player in general, you know, testing while being in the bubble. So um, yeah, we definitely can model and take a page from the NBA while they pilot this uh, you know, this, this journey. We'll, we'll call it that. So. Um, while we're on that topic, too, shout out to NFL Update. Um, saw this on Twitter as well. So Oakley, they normally make visors um, for the guys, but they're also creating some mouth guards. So um, I'm not sure how effective that'll be because, of course, there's still holes in the mouth guards, but they're shipping those out for to teams for players to test. Um, you know, for me, I mean, you got linemen that are like six, seven, close to seven feet tall, and you got skilled players who are like five, ten. So, something if I'm in a huddle, seven footer standing over me, I mean, spit and stuff can still come out technically. So, I don't know. I don't know how effective the mouth guard is going to be. Um, you know, in my opinion. So, but we'll see. Hey, they got to try some, bro. So I ain't mad. I ain't mad. All right, man. Let's close it out with one last thing. So, of course, you know, I'm a big Madden player. Um, 
know, they just released the 99 Club, or at least they're releasing it day by day on Twitter. But we actually got a sneak peek of the four players who made the 99 Club. So it's two defensive players and two offensive players. I'm going to give you the defensive players, and then one's a QB, and then another one's a running back. So I want to see if you can guess who made the 99 Club. I'm going to be able to get the QB running back. I already know that. All right, so on defense, uh, we got Aaron Darnold, well-deserved, probably the best football player I would have just said Yeah, and then we also got Stephon Gilmore, so corner for the Patriots. Um, although, although Devontae Parker was giving him some work last year. He did. My bad. My no, bad. that's true, he did. So maybe he <laughs> needs to be a 98. Because <laughs> Fitzmagic was throwing it to Fitz him. Fitzmagic? <laughs> hey, Fitzmagic won me a championship last year, man. <laughs> Shout out to Fitz, bro. <laughs> Hey, I, I almost messed it up. It was between him or uh, Mitch. I decided to bench Mitch. I started Fitzmagic against New England. Don't be scared of these defenses, man. So, right at home, bro. So, All right, man. Two guesses, man. So, who's Pat the QB? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, man. Easy, right? That's easy. No brainer. <laughs> so, so, that's it, man. That's the 99 hey, wait, club. Wait, don't leave yet. That's without cheating because I don't pay attention to magic stuff. But I did see this. This was more interesting. Saquon's only a 92 Something like that? Yeah, I think 91, 92. They actually had him at an 89, and then they, I think they corrected it because Twitter yeah. was, like, going up on him. So. And Kamara is an 88? I haven't seen that one. Um, yeah. Hey, well, I know we're going to do our Madden redraft episode. So it's an episode we do every year just to kind of see how the top five players align with redraft rankings. So, And we got to see who got 83 hands. Yeah, bro. Do you think... Do you think Saquon is that far off of Christian, bro? That's that's kind of man. Come on, bro. I mean, I feel like Saquon should be at least a 93, 93, 94. Do you know who's a 93? The second best running back. I've seen this too. Who's the 93? Derrick Henry is the second best running back in Madden. I think he should be a 93. I think that's fair. That's valid. I think Saquon should be a 93, 94. That's crazy, bro. I just seen that. I was like, damn, they that far off of Christian. But yeah, that's just some sidebars I seen. Yeah. So. That's all I got for what's the word, man. So that's that, man. All right, look, before we get into roster construction, I want to talk about Jets, man. This pandemic, I haven't had any Jets, honestly. But uh, you can still call in, check the social medias. There are uh, five locations. If you call in, use Bros FF. 20% off your whole order. They have other kind of specials and deals daily. So make sure you get your Jets pizza. Detroit style pizza. Big Sean style pizza. Uh, what's the girl that's saying letting the tribe? Uh, Dej Loaf. Dej Loaf style pizza. You know, all that good stuff, man. So shout out to Jets pizza. I just wanted to say that. All right, and I just want to say while we're on that topic, man, be sure to subscribe and follow us everywhere. Um, so I just dropped the link in the chat for those who are watching live uh let me see if i can find a banner real quick where you guys can follow us live we'll get that going too so follow us everywhere social media streaming sites be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast um also leave us some feedback so you know two stars three stars four stars don't matter um we're going to run a contest here pretty soon we're going to be giving away a lamar jackson jersey from nflshop.com um so yeah so look out for that uh contest details coming up here in a couple weeks so um, subscribing to the podcast and following and really giving feedback those are going to be some ways to you know, get your entries in so it's moving yeah and where can they follow you at bro on top of the main page yeah uh, at Chief Sosa FF hopefully I don't have to change my name given the skins got to change their name um, oh man we didn't think that out bro yeah man 
I might have jumped the gun, man. Hopefully, uh, well, look, if they come at me, I'm gonna say, you know what? My my word, like the name Chief, it's the adjective, not the noun. So like, you know, the Chief dish, like the main course. So that's how I'm gonna play it, swing it. You gonna have to it's three more weeks, man. They gonna be changing his name, bro. It's all bad. My nigga, the P Diddy of this fantasy shit, man. Damn, they don't even get it. Can I do Chief Diddy or am I gonna be Diddy FF? Diddy FF? I might be Diddy FF, bro, if I gotta change my name. I'm ready, man. Hey, I'm preparing. I'm making my arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> at least you gave a heads up so they can know where, where they switched it to, where to follow you at. So follow them at Chief Sosa or at, or at <laughs> Diddy Sosa. Diddy Sosa FF. I feel like DJ Avo, man. Got four damn names. <laughs> We'll see, man. Hopefully, my name is safe. I know the uh, Cleveland Indians, they better watch out, and also the Indianapolis Indians. So, Oh, man, that might be happening next. Yeah, so <laughs> Chief Sosa, you know, that, that's a small fry, small fry at the moment. Man. I'm good. Yeah, please follow my guy, man. He's working, and he, he belongs on Twitter. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, you're missing out. Um, follow me. I'm, I'm going to be the one that makes this Instagram thing cool, man. With five, man, if you have any ideas of how to boost Instagram for the fantasy football lovers and stuff, man. Give us some advice. Give us some pointers because that's what we want to do, man. We want to try to find a way to make Instagram pop when it comes to fantasy football. So, follow Dynasty Bros uh, FF on Twitter. Follow Dynasty Bro Dot on Twitter. Follow Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram. All of that. So, yeah, I don't remember Avo shit, so I'm not about to try. Yeah, go to Dynasty Bros FF on Twitter. Everybody's handles is in the profile, so. That's the way to find April. <laughs> All right. So, do you know the guys? Uh, does he have a Twitter name or, you know, no. name that's the, the main email about, you know, help with roster construction and stuff? No, I don't. But uh, shout out to Charlie. Um, so, we had someone reach out and they actually, well, he was actually interested in this topic. So, um, we appreciate you reaching out, giving us this topic. So, yeah, we're going to go in on that. Um, pretty much a couple episodes ago, we talked about the secret sauce a little bit. I'm you know, getting three wide receiver ones, so uh, we're just going to go through it on mock draft and give you guys some tips, tips and tricks, um, and also some common mistakes that we see when it comes to building out your roster. So that's what it comes down to. So we're actually going to drive in the sleeper app, man. So if you're ready, Dot, we can uh, get that I'm going ready, right bro. now. So I'm about to go ahead and click on this and hit join all over again. And we agreed that we wouldn't do anything early because – kind of easy right now so we're going to avoid the first few picks you know the the ones that we pretty much understand we're going those top running backs and give or take michael thomas so this is this is a dynasty joint you want to run with we're running with the one qb setting just the standard one qb uh actually QB. i have it for two qbs oh that's even better bro lock me in all right so look Pick somewhere between six and twelve, bro. Just feel comfortable, and let's not try to get back to back, man. Because you know, we want to be spaced out, not sniping each other, be able to talk these out. So. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna go uh, with the middle, so I'm gonna go with the one seven. I know usually the middle is like one of those spots where guys and gals usually hate or dislike. Um, a lot of people are usually even trading out of that spot and trying to get future picks. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the middle spot, man, and show you guys you can still do some work from right there. Okay, I'm going to lock myself into the 111, so I'm not just getting straight back-to-back. -back. I would like to be seeing what that person does on the back-to-back -back and be able to talk that out, too, and just give a point of view from a guy 
going into what he needs to do on a turn. So I didn't claim to want to level for myself. Bro. All right, that's cool. So before we get into this, man, like talk to me about your, you know, your general strategy. What's your approach? I mean, do you care about where you drive from or do you just let the drive come to you? So talk me through um, your thought process. I never care where I drive. If, if you ask me if, if I care, I don't care. You ask me a preference, I can, I can pretty much say I don't care because I can tell you, hey, I would love to pick early and get one of those stud running backs and lock that in because they just score different. But I can also sit here and tell you, hey, I can love the back end too because you can guarantee yourself two studs that either, you know, you can lock yourself into a dominant quarterback and change your different approaches in a two quarterback league, lock yourself into two running backs. Uh, but we'll, I, I like to talk my strategy out as it comes, but okay. I pretty much don't care about draft position, bro. What about you? I'm the same, man. Like, you know, I'm in enough leagues to where I don't have the 101, 102. I don't have the middle picks. I don't have the, you know, the back-to-back on the turn. So, um, yeah, I mean, my advice would be definitely be comfortable with being uncomfortable and just draft from anywhere um, and just let the draft fall to you. So um, that's really my approach. Um, I will say this. My general strategy is I like to go young vets. Um, so what's a young vet? Someone who's been in the league for three to five years. Um, you know, these are guys who are still young as it relates to Dynasty, but also they will be around, you know, hopefully for the next five to eight or maybe 10 seasons. So um, that's one of my general strategies. I try to target young vets, not to say I don't grab any older vets who are 30, 31, because who can pass on a Julio Jones, right? So he's, he's an elite talent. So. Um, one, one mistake I do see, a lot of people do get caught up in going young and sophomores and rookies. So, uh, you know, you can put yourself on the eight ball really quickly going so young that you don't have a foundation to make a championship run. True that, true that. And how many rounds we shooting for this? I think it says 14. Yeah, uh, we'll probably just go 11. Or, I mean, if you want to do the whole 14, that's fine. It should be quick. I mean, you know, I was about awesome. to say, somewhere between there is just, it's perfect. You don't want to drag on another 25. That could take forever, but, you know, yeah. Um, if we get to a point where it seems like it's going too long, we can start to speed it up. We only have 17 minutes right now, though. So. Okay. Um, another thing I will say, get your running backs early. Um, just looking at the talent that's out there, you know, that running back depth can dry out early, and there's a lot of wide receivers. So that's another thing I'm keeping in the back of my mind, too. That's my strategy. And redraft heavy, take my running backs. But we'll see in this 2QB league, man, because the one thing it is, hard to do in Superflex is get those uh, quarterbacks and lock those in. So me being on the back end, man, we'll see how this this turn goes, man. There's some guys that I'm I'm in on and um if I can get some of that man, I can I can build some running backs organically later. So let's get that rocking, bro. Alright man, let's kick it off. I am driving it from my phone. That's cool bro. Uh, let's see if it let me start it. Uh, and then let me start it. I might have to click on it. Okay. I got to do it in here since I claimed the spot. Actually. All right. I don't know why it's uh, doing that. Begin the draft, baby. Somebody on the clock. Man, it's crazy right. to see how slow my phone going compared to this joint. All right, so that's pretty typical, man. You know, your Christians go, your Saquons, your Lamar and Pat. Dalvin went, I think he went a little bit early, in my opinion. Man, he went before Camara, bro. I've never seen that, bro. 
Are right. people that nervous about Kamara's season last year? That's just a simple, simple question. I mean, I feel like Drew Brees, you know, he's getting older, man. So he's got to lean on the run game, you know, quick passes out of the backfield. So I'm definitely comfortable with Kamara. And who's your QB1? Because I feel like we've never talked this. Is it Lamar or Pat? Uh, my QB1 is Lamar. I mean, you got a guy, you know, as soon as the ball snaps, he's a rusher. So you got, he has 10 blockers, man. He has an edge, automatic, automatic edge. Um, I don't think he'll land a 10-year deal like a Pat just because his playing style is a little bit more dangerous, a little bit more risky. But yeah, fantasy, give me Lamar all day. So. But you can't go wrong with either one. That comment you – I agree. I like him 1A, 1B. But that comment you made about playing Man. style makes me nervous. So. so I forgot we are on a 60-second clock. But luckily – You need to go back. You can, bro. You want to go no, back? No, no. It's cool because I was actually going to pick Michael Thomas. Um, so it, it worked out. Let me see if I can pause the draft while we talk. So, yeah, let me talk talk you through my pick. Now, I know I did start off saying get your running backs early, but if Michael Thomas is going to fall to the 1-7, he's what, like what? Top four score in all of fantasy points-wise. Um, so, yeah. you know, why would I, you know, pass on that? So, given that, definitely get your Michael Thomas. So, I'm definitely focusing on running backs um, these next two rounds, given I got Michael Thomas. But, yeah, so it actually worked out, man. That's who I was targeting anyways. Okay, I will say this, man. I just know we talked about running backs, and I know receivers. You get you some nice receivers, but they have hella depth this year. There's two quarterbacks I like, man. I'm going to take the first one, and I know he's going through uh, contract issues and stuff right now, but his upside, the pieces, they they, they gave him CD on top already having Gallup and Amari Cooper. That's crazy. Dak has the potential to be... I don't know, man. It's Pat and Lamar. <laughs> He's at least the QB three, like no doubt in scoring. So like, I'm going to yeah. take him in this two QB league. And I think his pieces are always going to be there for years, bro. So as soon as you resume this draft, bro, you about to see me take some Dak, bro. And I'm hoping this other QB I like falls to me because if I get these two to lock in, bro, I wouldn't have to worry about no QB no more, bro. I just start picking up my depth pieces. All right, and you don't have, you. you don't even got to pause it, bro. I'm going to take the guy that has the potential to have that Lamar Jackson upside, man. Um, going into his second year, they just gave him the best receiver in football. I think in real life talent, the best receiver in football. I'm going to take Kyler Murray, bro. And to start with a Dak and Kyler stack is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I so, like that, man. And going back to the Dak play, because I know we took Dak and the Scott Fishbowl, and we didn't get to nail Andy Dalton, but uh, looks like Dak's going to sign that franchise tag, so he's looking at a guarantee, like, $30 million, So, So, you know, so we should be fine there. Um, hopefully they do get him a long-term contract. But I think Dallas wants to see, you know, if he can make a playoff run for him. So we'll see, man. Um, I mean, you just never know. Dak could be on his way out of there, too, after this season. We'll see, though. All right. I will say, I do need to get me a running back. Um, I'm just peeking, though. You still got to scan the board, see what's out there. Of course, your Kittles and Kelsey's are out there. These are guys who usually go in the first or second round. I'm not usually tight end happy, so um, I don't mind waiting. But uh, I definitely got to get me a running back. So Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, those are the guys I'm looking at right here, or Miles Sanders. Um, let's see here. Man. Let me uh, turn the clock on so I can put some pressure on myself. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to take the full minute. 
So I guess, of course, Josh Jacobs, you know, he's expected to have a breakout sophomore season. Um, he had a hell of a freshman year. Um, he's supposed to get more catches out of the backfield. Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon. Of course, he's tied to young Joe Burrow, young offense. They're going to be pass happy. Man. And, of course, Miles Sanders. I do like Miles Sanders. Man, you know what? I'm going to go with Josh, man. Josh. My guy, Josh, baby. What you mean? That's my guy, man. You know I'm high on Josh this year, man. Oh, Mixon might come back to me. And it worked out. Okay. Where did he go? Nah, my bad. He already went. Okay. Well, either way, I had a second guy in mind, so I'm going to go ahead and give me some Miles Sanders. So Mixon already went. So I had three guys. So that's another thing, too, I would say with your strategies. Um, you know, definitely have a couple guys in mind. See who could fall to you back on the turn. So... I feel good about this pick, 3-7. Um, I named three guys earlier, so let me get some Miles Sanders. I'm good with that. Okay. So with that being said, there's no way this guy should have failed to me. And um, I was 100% sure you was going to take this guy. And if you ask me who's, who was on the board for the past round that has potential to be a top five back going into next year, it's this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and plant my flag on this guy. Give me some Mr. Jonathan Taylor, man. I know it's, you know, you starting young. Who knows if he'll start early, start early in the season. I'm not really worried about that. Give me the guy that has the best upside and one of the best running offenses. Generational talent, man. So I already got two QBs. Um, I'm going to lock this in, man. And even with me, if I take some running backs early, I'll be able to get some old guys later, man. But give me this talent right here. So you can go ahead and resume, bro. I'm about to take take the guy I thought you was going to take, man. Shoot. Yeah, I don't want to go that early. Um, you're back up, so let's see what you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, man, I'm probably just going to pair these two rookie running backs. Man. Uh, That's nice. Give me the two guys that, you know, running back, you know, they do have a timetable when it comes to being in their peak. And I think they can be in their pink suit as they start. Um, these two guys are in two offenses that I love the running backs in, man. So, um, like I said, man, I can build some older guys later. But give me Clyde Edwards or Lair, man. That gives me two QBs I'm in love with and two first-year running backs that can be – great in their system so i like yeah, I'm, that I'm man that's that's pretty fire i like what you're building over there all right i'm gonna peek at qb but at this point i'm punting quarterback i'll probably target a qb in the eighth or ninth round i could get another running back but um i don't want to not at this point so now i'm looking at wide receivers man so i'm between Allen robinson julio and uh aj brown but let me see where julio's at because I don't want to reach. Um, so let me go to all. So that's another thing too. Keep in mind, you could toggle between all. That way you're not reaching. And if I would have scrolled down a little bit, maybe I would have caught on to Jonathan Taylor. But uh, I missed out. But bro, I don't see Julio, bro. Julio's already gone. Let me uh, pause the drive. That's another thing too. It's moving so fast. I'm not even keeping up with who already went. Uh, where did Julio go? Julio's oh. gone. Oh, he went right before me. Man, I got to pay attention. All right, so right here, I'm definitely between Allen Robinson or uh, A.J. Brown. Um, 
I mean, at this point, let me just make sure I'm not reaching if I did go for AJ Brown. Yeah, I probably. It's not reaching if you want to get your guy, bro. It's not, but I'm going to be patient, man, because even if AJ goes, DJ Shark's there. So I'm going to gamble. I'm going to go ahead and get Allen Robinson. I mean, that just makes sense. Um, I think he could have a top 12 season. So we'll see. Um, so let me uh, go ahead and resume the draft. I'm going to give me some Allen Robinson. I think that would be fire. So. Is AJ going to fall? How mad are you going to be if AJ don't fall? I'm not going to be too upset. I really want him. And it looks like it's going to work out. All right, fifth round. Yeah, I got to get my guy. So, of course, you got DJ Moore here. I know a lot of people like DJ Moore, DJ Shark, AJ Brown. I got to go AJ Brown. I mean, at this point, I got Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, and, I, and I'm about to get AJ Brown. So, again, this is part of that secret sauce we were talking about earlier. Um, I do try to you know, land three number one wide receivers in their offense. So, of course, Michael Thomas, he's elite. He's number one in his offense. Allen Robinson's the number one. And I'm about to get A.J. Brown, who's the number one um, for the Tennessee Titans. So that's the secret sauce right there. Get your running backs early, like I mentioned, drive, driving from that middle spot. So, Well, I can tell you this. The secret sauce is a guy who was a, a top number one receiver anyway last year and he's probably going to keep continuing getting the targets. The secret sauce is DJ Moore this late. Give me that right there. And I see my next guy. <laughs> I knew he wasn't going to go. You only, Who you think I'm about to go, bro? Because I scrolled down. It's probably not who you think I'm about to grab. It's a receiver. Uh, let me see. You going Terry? Nope. Secret sauce me. Look. I don't know why everybody's still man. so down. Oh my God, man. I, one bad season, Big Ben coming back. Look at his first two seasons in the league, man. Juju is a fucking stud. I think everybody just forgot that, man. And the man is still younger than some of these sophomores coming out. It's just it's just crazy, man. You know and what? I'm, I'm building a powerhouse right now, bro. You are. And I miss Juju, man. Like, I was scrolling down, and he's just a guy that you can easily miss. So, yeah, that's a guy that, that's been falling. He's literally been falling to the fifth or sixth, sometimes seventh round. So, yeah, that's on me. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and get my other guy, so DJ Shark. Um, again, I'm going wide receiver heavy because there's some running backs I'm going to target late. I don't care about any of these QBs. Let me see what tight ends are out there. Yeah, I'm going to wait on tight end. I mean, I'm not It's so there. many tight ends, man. I am nothing on taking tight ends, bro. So I got Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, D.J. Shark, and Michael Thomas, man. That's that's some heat right there. All right, let's see. What's coming back around to me? Uh, I, I am going to peek at tight end. Get your peek on, bro. But I'm good. I'm going to let it keep falling. Um, all right, man. I got to get in on this rookie stuff, man, so... Yes, let my let my guy fall to me. I'm gonna give me some J.K. Dobbins, man. Um, I'm not pla- I'm not planning to run him as my number two. or actually my number three since I have Josh and Miles. Um, I may have to be patient with J.K., but let me get a piece of that Baltimore offense. Who's your guy that fell? I'm I'm kind of in a spot, bro, where it's like. It's so many receivers here. I'm just gonna do what I want to do, bro. Cause I don't sleeper sleeper need to catch up. Cause look, watch these next two plays, bro. 
You took Joe Burrow? I'm actually surprised yeah. at that. Give me already got two. Bro, his value in a super flex league is I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just taking value. Like, which one of these guys can I get with the 101? Like, if I had to do straight up trades with these people, it's like I yeah. I prefer Minshew or Boro. It's like, you know. I don't know, but I know I'm gonna take this guy right here. Just in case you was thinking you was getting a hometown guy. Took me <laughs> yeah. some Terry. That, that's my guy, Terry. That. I do like that Joe Burrow piece though you pick, because that allows you to maneuver because you can flip them, get a 21, you know, a 21 first round pick, and then you can start off with a fire team and have two first round picks next year. So you definitely got some leverage there. I like that. Um all right, so of course I have three running backs and I have four wide receivers. And again, in this league, it's going to be 11 starters. So I'm just peeking. I'm not worried about the QB still. Um, man, I don't know if I could trust Darius Geis, man, if he's going to be healthy or not. I mean, I, I Get guess. your guy. <laughs> Get Darius and back him up with AP. Man, I, I, I don't know if I can do it, man. Let me see where we at though on the ADP. So 80s, we're in the 80, 90 range. Geis is 85. I do like some Rojo. I think I'm going to go Rojo, man. I know that might sound crazy to some people, but my time's up. Hold up. <laughs> Let me pause the draft. <laughs> Let me pause the draft. It's getting out of hand real quick. Let me back these picks out. Look at these commissioner powers, man. You stunned, though. Who they end up giving you? Sam, they gave you Will Fuller. Yeah, I don't want that guy. Give me uh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna take uh Rojo. I'm gonna build some more running back depth. Given I took J.K. Dobbins the previous round, so I'm definitely solid with having a uh, Rojo in the eighth round. Um, I know a lot of people are down on him. They're big on Keyshawn Vaughn, but this guy he's tied to Tom Brady. All these offensive weapons. This is the year. Um, he's going to take that leap. So um, I think third, third year's a trying for him. And he's in a, you know, contract year coming up. So he's in like, he has like another year or two left on this rookie contract. So he's got to start balling out this season and next season. So I'm going to take Rojo. Darius Geis went. That guy probably can't believe he fell. But you can have him for two weeks. Shit, no, man. Man, expect- are people... Look at look at all those guys, man. Oof. All right, I will say this. Ninth round, this is when I do like to uh, get my tight end. I've been a Higby guy, man, but I've also been coming around to Hurst. But um, I know people are saying, well, you know, Gerald Everett's going to be coming back. So what is that going to do to Higby? Um, I think Higby solidified his role, man. So I think he's still going to see his targets. Um, you know, the Rams were like the fourth. Yeah, number four and pass attempt. So they're gonna be throwing that ball, man. And um, they got a rookie running back they're probably gonna be running with. So I think I'm gonna give me some Higby here. I'm gonna get my tight end. So but make sure I'm not reaching. You know what I am reaching. I am reaching. <laughs> CD Lamb, bro. <laughs> so I pivot. That's a hell of a pivot, bro. Hey, it be like that. Sometimes you're gonna draft, the clock's on you. You talk some shit, and then you got to pivot on the fly, so. All right, look, this is what I'm about to do. I'm I'm just going with value and how I like to stack my team up. 
So I'm going to take both of them running backs because I know how highly I was taking them in rookie drafts. So I just took Cam and DeAndre, bro. All right. 10th round, I got to get my quarterback. Um, I'm definitely big on this guy, Ryan Tannehill. I got my A.J. Brown Tannehill stack. So he can compete with the Lamars and the, and the Pats. So I'm going to look at quarterback again since I'm in the 11th round. This is usually when I do start to look at QB. Actually, I look at QB in the ninth round. So I actually waited around too late, but I got lucky. Tannehill, I'm going to take it. Uh, let's see here. Man, you it don't look sexy, do it. I'm about to give me some Tua, man. Damn. Damn. Dot thought he's going to have two flips. He's going to try to end up with the first round picks. I wasn't even flipping, bro. I'm keeping these guys. I just... I ain't, I ain't tripping, bro. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my guy, get my Judy. And then I'm about to go look at some veterans again, bro. I I kind of went rookie fever, but bro, look how everything's falling. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. And I'm never going to jump on none of these other guys out there because the, the guys that can lose value out of nowhere are the guys I don't want. So, uh, what round are we in, bro? I'm definitely not looking. 12. So two more rounds. So you build out, you build out your uh, starters, and then you got three uh, bench spots you're filling out. So I took Man. me some in, bro. I was looking at them. You know what? I don't see the rookie tab on here. I know in the mobile app, they give you the... Uh, well, actually, okay, I got to click on that. Let me see what rookies are out there. Oh, man. I'm about to give me some Michael Pittman. <laughs> All of them, my guy. Give me some Michael Pittman. I got two guys, so I don't care if you take one of them. I ain't sure. And, of course, I know we're flying through the draft, but we'll go back and summarize our team and... Yeah, we, we have time, man. We'll get to talk about it. Yeah, so. Uh, let's see. Hey, what's up with you and Chase Claypool, bro? Because you ain't talked about him since draft. That was your guy leading into the draft, man. Yeah, but this is a startup, so I don't feel like I need to get Chase anytime soon. Uh, that's a guy I would target later once I start running out of names. But uh, given where we're at right now, I can wait. So all the QBs went. I do need a tight end, so I'm going to get my tight end out the way. Man, let me get off this rookie filter. I'm nervous. All right, I'm going to take Hayden Hurst. That's a no-brainer. So I'm glad I didn't reach. I almost reached for Higby, but I waited. Landed a guy who's supposed to have a top five season. We'll see. Okay, question. Do I have to take a tight end? No, you can punt and get him later or run rookies Thank or whatever. You. All right, because the way it's guys out here, I wouldn't take a tight end. I went in with an old guy. Like, Jared Cook is still out there. Yeah. Shit like that. So, I would do something like this first. Give me some Justin Jefferson, the guy everybody's so excited about. And then I'll still give me some Justin Herbert. All right. Yeah, we need to talk these drafts and then talk sleeper updates, too. So, Big Ben, I do need a quarterback. I'm not going to miss out here. I'm, I'm going to go with the guy that I'm big on. The guy's left him out to die, as he, as he put it. Give me some Cam Newton. So, of course, I got Tua. And I got Ryan Tannehill, and I got Cam Newton. 
So that's the draft. It's it's completed, man. So uh, let's uh, run through our rosters, man, and let's just talk through it. Um, and yeah, we'll just go from there. So of course, first round. So with the seventh spot, I took Michael Thomas and I took Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Allen Robinson, AJ Brown, DJ Shark. I'm gonna pause right there. I have four number one wide receivers. And of course, in this uh, lineup, you have a QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and three flex, and a super flex. I think that's 11. If not, take away one of those flex spots. But off top, and my wide receivers, uh, you know, wide receiver one, two, and three, I'm plugging in three number ones. Michael Thomas can give me super flex value. He can compete with a quarterback every week. So. Even if I didn't have Michael Thomas, if I had Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, and D.J. Shark, I'm feeling really good about that. Um, and then let's talk about my running backs. I got Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders, um, so I definitely love that. Um, those are two guys who are going to be sophomores. Both, you know, got a lot of upside, so hopefully they do their thing. But I'm comfortable with that. If not, I'll just draft rookie running backs, you know, for the next couple of years. So my receivers are going to be around for a while. So if my running backs don't work out, I'm good. And I got J.K. Dobbins, Ronald Jones. CD Lamb. So these are guys, you know, JK and CD. I'm expecting them to be some generational talents as well. I'm expecting Rojo to take a, what, a red shirt junior year leap. We'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my QBs, Ryan Tannehill, Tua, and Cam. So of course I have to be patient with, with Tua. Um, but at least I can run Ryan Tannehill and Cam week to week. Even if I am down to one QB with just Ryan Tannehill, I'll plug Michael Thompson into that super flex spot. So I'm good. Michael Pittman, he's a rookie that's going to be competing for, you know, leading the rookie wide receivers in targets and yards and touchdowns. So Touchdowns, for sure. Yeah, he's going to be out there day one. And I got Hayden Hurst. That's the guy who's supposed to be have a top five tight end season. So from the seventh spot, that guys and gals usually hate to draft from in the middle. They're usually punting and giving away their entire draft or, you know, you know just to move out or, you know, you could definitely do some damage right there. All right, Dot, what you got, man? We got the team for us. All right. So, look, the way I built my draft out, I probably wouldn't trade anything, even if I would have ended up with Tua. This is one of those teams where I would probably just sit, man. Like, I'm too young to be trying to move away from this team. And I feel like I built myself young and can compete at this point. I ended up with Dak, Kyler, and Joe Burrow as my three QBs in the Superflex League. I will give anything to have those three quarterbacks in every super flex league I'm in. And um, I ended up with four rookie running backs that I am completely fine with. I think three of them have the pathway to starting right away. And then DeAndre Swift is probably going to start sooner than later too. I just like carry on. So I just don't want to say that he's going to trump it. But all four of those have the guys to have the chance to be starting week one. Just depends on how how shit falls so I love their talent you know how early I was taking them in all these rookie drafts so those four running backs I'm completely fine even if none of them is the for sure number one back come week one their talent is enough they're going to take over eventually um I ended up with uh DJ Moore Juju as my one two receiver end up getting a hometown Terry McLaurin as my three then I got three rookie receivers after Judy's well after uh I got my Terry, I got Jerry Judy, I got Henry Ruggs, and I got Justin Jefferson. And damn, I forgot. Last pick, I took Justin Herbert. So actually, I ended up with four QBs, man, which 
you don't have to overstack QBs in the Superflex League, but to get some high-end ones, it's hard to get, man. So I actually fucking love this team. I, I, I kept loving too many players to pull the trigger on the tight end yet, but there were still guys there. And I'm content having the old guys. Um, you, we talked strategy in the Scott Fishbowl draft. And we talked about guys like Greg Olson, you know, Zach Doyle. You know, we talked uh, Jared Cook. So I'm completely fine with those one or two year guys because rookie tight ends usually don't perform anyway early. So give me the older tight ends. Give me this young ass team. I love it, man. Are we going to share these on social media? Yeah, we can. And what I like about your team, too, man, you got two rookie QBs and Joe and Justin. Let's say Justin comes out balling. You can flip him for first. So someone will bite on that. So or if you want to move Joe. So um, that gives you more draft capital going into next year's draft class, which is also loaded. So um, I like what you did there. Um, I think both our teams are fire, man. So um, I'll take your team. I'll take mine. So. um, So, yeah. That was fire, man. And I do want to, you know, again, recap. So as far as with um, not being able to, you know, at least with protecting yourself during a draft, you don't want to reach. So make sure you're toggling through the all that we can see where the ADPs are and where teams are, where guys are coming up at that way you're not overly reaching. Um, there were a couple of times where I almost jumped off the deep end, but luckily you know, I had that rule of, rule of thumb in the back of my mind to peak, to, you know, toggle back to the all position. So I'm not just looking at all wide receivers and all tight ends. So. Leverage the Q. Also, something we didn't do, given we didn't have that much time, but leverage the Q as well. I fuck with it. All right, I'm going to stop the share. Now we back over here. Two-man show. My bad, bro. I'm over here hype. I'm over already sharing our uh, <laughs> our draft on Twitter. Let me sit my phone down. <laughs> you good, man. You good. Anything nah, else, man? Go ahead. Bruh, that was a quick in and out, man. I really do think um, mock drafts are helpful so people can see how we build our teams and you know how we like this thought process is really important when you're going into seeing these guys coming up. And you need to pay attention to making sure you always take the value. So uh, I was happy that you got to pick a team. I got to pick a team so the listeners can actually see how I go through my thought process and how you go through yours. They're still different, man. We can align on a lot of players and a lot of things, but we still have our own ways of thinking. So I thought that was pretty cool, bro. Yeah. And, you know, again, like, it's okay to, you know, want to go off the deep end. So just just find some rule of thumbs to put yourself back in too, man. You got to keep those rule of thumbs. Always, always look at the ADP so you're not reaching and leaving value on the table. Because when you leave value on the table, I mean, my guy Dot, he's a shark, man, so he's going to clean up on it. I'm going to clean up on it, too. But while I'm looking for that, I'm also potentially, you know, I'm out there throwing some some food out to the sharks, too. So, um, But luckily, I didn't go off the deep end. I felt like I didn't. So all in all, I, um, I definitely like my team. So. I fuck with it. Um, all right, so look, that was a quick in and out. Hopefully we can, even if we don't make these full episodes, maybe as things line up a little bit more, we can try to do one more um, and maybe pick from early. Me and you both pick from the earlier ends of the draft too. just do one more. And, uh, so we can see how that thought process aligns with there too, picking earlier in the draft. So I think that helped the listeners. Even if it's not on an episode, we can try to do it off air. It was pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. And we'll be sure to post these to our social medias too. That way you can see round by round. So um, you'll definitely have a reference. So. 
Hey, since we got time, man, um, I don't know if you want to, but uh, you want to talk to our Scott Fishbowl team, bro? I know yeah, this is on the spot, and we didn't plan on this, man. So, yeah, you know, give my brother two seconds to pull it up. But uh, we actually just basically wrapped up uh, our team, man. And um, since we got time, I would love to talk it out, man, because I like what we did. Is it showing? Yeah, there we go. All right, bro, you you start talking this out, bro. Tell the good people what we did. All right, so um, just a little bit of rules for the Scott Fishbowl. It definitely favors the tight ends, um, so it's a tight end premium, and it also favors accurate quarterbacks who actually complete passes. So you lose two points for – is it two points or one point? It might be one or two. One point for every incompletion. Yeah, so your QBs lose a point every time they throw an incomplete pass. So you need your most accurate QBs at the end of the day. So QBs went early, tight ends went early. Um, but I'm shocked this guy fell to us at the 112, maybe because of the contract situation. But we had the 112 spot, so we had back-to-back picks, which worked out because when you're co-GMing, I get a pick, that get a pick. But we actually were, you know, it wasn't that bad. We actually did pretty good, man. So shout out to our growth. Yeah. <laughs> Co-GMing department. But uh, I was happy to land Dak at the 112, and then we was able to follow that up back-to-back with Kenyon Drake. Um, talk yeah. to me, Dot. How do you feel about Kenyon Drake? Because I know there's some running um, backs we could have took too. Yeah, man. It was just one of those things where, you know, I like some running backs. You like some running backs. I think we came to a mutual agreement that, you know, he's playing on a team that has real high upside. Everybody's excited about their offense. A guy that's going to be involved in the passing game, also the rushing game. So uh, there should be a lot of catches, targets for him, and touchdown opportunity, man. So. Um, I just think that when you line up all the other backs that were there, when you think about the target potential and maybe touchdown potential, it just seemed like he checked most of the boxes compared to everybody else. So we kind of agreed that Kenyon Drake's going to have a good year. So he's our RB1. Yeah, um, and I like that too, because they, uh, at least how they leverage that backfield, Arizona's backfield is a workhorse backfield like the Steelers. So if James Conner's healthy, he's going to be out there. If Kenyon Drake's healthy, he's going to be out there. So to me, that's a sneaky workhorse backfield. And he's tied to Kyler and all those great wide receivers. So those rushing lanes are going to be opening up because you got to count for Kyler. And then the passers, you know, the passing lanes going to be opening up too because you got to count for all those wide receivers. So I like it, man. Um, with the 312, I can't believe this guy fell, man, to the 312, bro. He almost went to the fourth round if we didn't get him, but. Give me the number two wide receiver in PPR, man. And he would have been number one if he didn't miss two games. So, Chris Godwin, that's a, that was a no-brainer. Michael Thomas. Think so? Michael Thomas, bro. bro. he, he was no Michael Thomas, though, bro. Let me, let me double check. I'm going to have to retract my statement. Go ahead. Talk through some Chris Godwin. I, while I'll talk to Because, uh, you know, I was a Chris Godwin lover, bro. Still am a fan. This is a guy that in this league, uh, it's only half point PPR for receivers. But uh, a guy who will get a lot of first down stuff because he does work a lot of the middle middle of the field with Tom Brady. He will be doing that. And he racks up a lot of yardage, man. So any score, you know, double digit touchdown potential every year, probably. So, uh, you know, to get him as our wide receiver one, I think, with the criteria of this league, it lines up. And then we got to the point in the fourth round where it was like, bro, we need to take a running back too. And the only thing I kept on telling Vic is out of all the running backs that was there was, bro, I don't know how much I like these other guys, bro. Hopefully I can talk them into the potential. You know, so there was a, I think we, we had the Jonathan Taylor talk. 
And then there were some of just the older guys, and I was just like, bro, in this kind of format, man, let's just shoot for a home run. And um, he does his due diligence of looking up uh, depth charts and stuff, so shout out to my brother for that. And uh, yes, right now he is listed as a number one, and we could all be wrong. We could be right. But uh, I think I want to be on the end of being right on Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor. So we jumped him as being our wide receiver, uh, running back too. So I was excited about getting him and his upside. Yeah, he, he can definitely be a league winner, you know, at his floor at least. So we'll take that, even if we got to wait. But uh, back to the Chris Godwin, yeah, Michael Thomas lapped him by 100 points. So, Bro, Michael Thomas put up a, a year that came yeah. up by him and Christian McCaffrey were – that much better than the number twos in their position, bro. It wasn't yeah. even fun. So even if Chris would have played, he probably still would have left 60 points on the table to Michael Taylor. Yeah. So that's cool. I stand corrected. But uh at the 512, we had to give my guy, AJ Brown. Um and at that point there was no pressure since we had a back to back. So there were two guys we liked there, Robert Woods, AJ Brown. I think we also could have had um Adam Thielen. I know we talked about that, but with the injuries, you know, Mm-hmm. That he had, that he shown last season. We just wanted to go with guys who we know are going to be out there week to week, hopefully, um, barring no injuries. So um, that's why we rode with AJ Brown and Robert Woods, and then we got our Tannehill AJ Brown stack. So uh, all the QBs were starting to fall off the board. We needed a number two. It just made sense. He was pretty efficient. So yeah, uh, the the Ryan Tannehill. My my bro Vic called me and was like. Bro, we need to get this. We need, I want to get this player. So we took Ryan Tannehill. He likes stacks too. So, you know, the AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill stack works out. And um, Vic's been talking upside of Rojo for a little while now. And um, I just told him out of all the backs that were there, I just, it was like, bro, I, I like how you've been speaking about him, sell me on him. And we kind of needed to get a for sure third back just in case Clyde doesn't start off with the lead role. For some reason, and I do think out of those backs that were left, Rojo had the chance to pretty much be the, the lead back in his backfield. So we kind of needed to take Rojo, man. So I'm glad we did jump and take him, bro. Yeah, that was a good call. Um, I know I was looking at, I think, another running back or even another wide receiver, but um, again, you know, sometimes you just got to take a back seat and listen to your co GM and your co bro. So that was a good call. And I mean, I should have known better anyways. I am big on Rojo. I just felt like people might have slept on him. I, I thought we could have waited. Well, actually, no, we couldn't have. Because uh, between the 801 to the 912, that's a lot of uh, a lot of picks. So that was a good call. Um, with the 912, we got our first tight end. So no offense. Um, so that's another guy we're big on. A lot of upside there. Um, he had, he's shown a lot of heavy involvement early on as a rookie and first round draft capitals there. So. You know, they brought in all these uh, rookie wide receivers, so and they still got Corbin Sutton, and they brought in Melvin Gordon. He's going to open up the, the passing lanes even more as well out of the backfield. So um, I like the Noah Fant call. And then also we got Marvin Jones. Man, that's a guy. At one point last year, him and Galladay were two top ten wide receivers. Yeah. At one point. So give me Marvin Jones, man. That's a guy that will put up three touchdowns for you on Thanksgiving, like just random. But he balls, man. Hopefully he can stay healthy. No, and then uh, it was cool. We did a double up the next go around because, like, I, we, we preach it. We, we went into this this draft talking. Remember when we get to the end of the draft, the premium position tight end. So tight ends get full point and it's full point PPR for tight ends. And um, 
like I told you, the bonus for the first downs, first down reception, the first down runs, kind of helps those tight ends, man. The, the sit down guys, the ones that they don't do a lot of super athletic stuff like Jack Doyle. That's why I love Jack Doyle. I think he will get a lot of reception, man. He, he plays those sit down kind of, you know, receiving routes. He'll he'll run in and stop. So I think he'll 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 get a lot of first downs for the coast this year. And then we went with the upside in Johnu Smith too. He took two tight ends. Johnu has just as good a chance to break out. And every year there's always one or two tight end that just breaks out that you wish you would have drafted or picked up with that first waiver wire go around. So taking our shots on both of those guys are good. Tight ends are the premium in this league. So that was cool. And we got that Tannehill Johnu stack too. So because he's only gonna throw to either one of them. Other than that, he's handing the ball off, so we good. <laughs> I was gonna bring up Corey Davis when one of these late rounds, but I just left it alone. Is that still a thing <laughs> in fantasy football? It's it's if Tannehill gonna flourish like that, I don't think it can be all AJ. They don't throw it to the running back. We'll see, because uh, I know they drafted Darrington Evans, so we'll see if he steps into that Deion Lewis role, because you can't have Henry out there every play for 16 games, so we'll see, man. Shit. Oh, well, I guess hold you can. Hold my beard. Hold my beard. <laughs> he's not even a, he's not a workhorse. He's an ox, bro. That's a damn Yeah, thing. bro. That's some Oregon so, Trail shit, bro. That nigga playing 98% of the snaps, bro. Man. But, uh, so next, uh, we got Henry Ruggs, man. I like that pick. I mean, you know, at that point, that's our fifth wide receiver. The draft capital is there. Uh, you know, Oakland Raiders are looking for a playmaker at the wide receiver position. So why not, man, take a shot on Henry Ruggs? So we like that. And then with the 14th spot, Duke Johnson, man, this is a guy where we needed some more running back depth, given we've only had three RBs at this point. And David Johnson, you know, he stepped into that lead starting role in Houston. But what if he's not healthy? And from the games where... Duke had a heavy workload. He looked pretty good, man. So, uh, you know, to us, we see a clear path for Duke. So, to me, you know, it just made sense to grab Duke Johnson there. All right. And then let's get into premium position. Old guy that I was preaching, Greg Olsen. And then we agreed that, yeah, hell yeah, we want the tight end in in Russell Wilson's offense. You kept on saying Will Disley. And we we damn near almost took both of them. Yeah. Probably wasn't a bad play. I just, you know, it probably just worked best for the construction of our team. It's take one. It's probably going to start day one due to Will being, might start on the pup. But Russell Wilson loves his tight ends. He does keep them involved. He always has. So we took some Greg Olsen, premium tight end. And we took some Benny Snell, man. You get to the point where it's thin. So you have to try to talk yourself into why you like a person. And James Conner hasn't been hurt. I mean, he hasn't been healthy since he took over and they do love to do a workhorse back in that offense. But um, with him staying banged up, you seen Benny Snell came in and was getting the 18 rushes, 20 rushes. And um, he didn't look that bad, just didn't have any touchdowns. They had no scoring opportunities being a bad offense without Big Ben. But with him back, anything happens to James Conner, man. You'd be surprised what Benny Snell is going to do this year because he is their second best runner after Conner. Yep, I agree. Now, this 17 spot is where we kind of bump heads. I'm not going to tell them who we was you know, clashing about, but we landed on John Ross. Um, so for John Ross to be our sixth wide receiver on the roster, we'll take that. Of course, you know, he's tied to Ricky Joe Burrow, but A.J. Green's coming back. Hopefully he can stay healthy. You got Tyler Boyd and, of course, Joe Mixon. And, um, you know, 
Uh, who's your tight end? You said Drew Sample, and is it uh, I got the other tight end, but but there is you know some targets out there that'll be there for John Ross. Yeah, yeah, that guy. But um, they didn't take. Basically, he's in a contract year, so I don't know if John Ross is going to be back, but he has to ball out this year. So, you know, given the Rugs play, the John Ross play, we want a you know a, a deep threat complement our wide receivers we got going especially if marvin jones go down if he can't stay healthy so we're comfortable plugging these guys in and john ross is a good receiver he's just always fucking hurt yeah all right man talk to us about the next guys all right so um like you said you gotta get to the point where you're convincing yourself why do you like people and hey Leonard Fournette had his first healthy season last year which is cool i always say you're not injury prone until I mean, you're only injury-prone until you're not. He played majority of the season last year. He looked good. They involved him in everything, all the running, all the pass downs. It's just the, the Leonard Fournette show. I didn't even know if he was going to be the starting back going into the season. The way they, you know, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and bumping heads with the coaching staff and all that stuff. It just looks like, okay, He's not going to be there in two years. Who knows what they're going to do in the draft or with these veterans. They didn't do anything. They kept the, the they brought in Chris Thompson, third down back. So, yeah, maybe Leonard Fournette gets scaled down a little bit. But they didn't bring a runner in. So, if Fournette misses anything, that excitement I had about Armstead going into last year when he got drafted, I still have that excitement, man. So, playing behind an injury-prone running back minus last season, he can come in and get all that first and second down work on a team that loves to run the ball. And um, I think they're going to be a little bit better offense, just the defense is a little bit worse than being a bad defense it was last year. So take the backup to a guy that's usually banged up. So I like it. All right. With the 19th spot, we took my guy, Lynn Bowden. Um, he won the Paul Hornick Award. That goes to the most versatile player in the country. So he's a rookie, drafted in the third round by the Las Vegas Raiders. At Kentucky, he played running back, wide receiver, and quarterback. So they're definitely getting a football player. Um, going back to the mock draft, I was a little hesitant with Josh Jacobs just because he did miss some games. So um, I know at Alabama, he wasn't a full-time starter. So so given that, you know, maybe taking on a full workload, his body's getting adjusted. So to me, Lynn's the handcuff. I mean, they got rid of DeAndre Washington. They still got Jalen Richard, but Jalen usually comes in on the passing down work. Uh, but Lynn, he could definitely step in to that number two role, you know, to move the ball. And if Josh does miss time, I think Lynn's going to be giving those carries, man. So he's an athlete. Why not take a shot? So. All right. So you get to talk about Caden Smith, too. Tell him why that's your glory pick. Yeah, this this is a pick, you know, at this point in the draft, you know, it, it's, it's like, you know, it's so late. It's We don't need to have too much conversation around it. So Caden Smith, man, he uh, he backs up um, Evan Ingram. So, of course, Evan Ingram, you know, he's uh, been injury prone the past couple of seasons. And I actually went to go look at their splits because I thought there might have been a time where they were both on the field at the same time. But when Evan Ingram went down week eight, um, Caden stepped in there week nine and you know, he basically stepped into the Evan Ingram role, getting those six to eight targets per week. So he scored some touchdowns. So this is just a play on if our tight ends don't work out and if Evan Ingram goes down, Caden Smith is our emergency tight end. But he don't play to- when Evan Ingram's healthy at all. We'll see. We'll see, though, because I feel like he's shown enough to where they need to, you know, consider playing him. Plus, they got uh, Jason Garrett coming in there. So, um, you know, I think we can get some two two tight end sets out of the New York Giants. 
when they play two tight end sets in Dallas, bro. It was the Jason Witten show for years. It's the Evan Ingram show until he hurt. All right, my he's a, he, he a dog, bro. We'll see. We'll see. I still don't think I, I still don't think you can just. I feel like Caden showed enough to where he deserves to be on the field. So, all right, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. We'll see. And if Caden <laughs> Smith ended up being a league winner, I'm gonna hit you with I told you so. And if he don't touch the field all season, I'm gonna hit you with a nigga. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> and I take a shot. <laughs> nah, that's cool. You get to talk Jalen Hurts too, man. I, I want to talk the last guy. All right, cool. Well, really, man, we wanted Andy Dalton at this spot, just given the Dak Prescott contract situation. But looks like he's gonna take the franchise tag, so we should be okay. Um, and I didn't like any other quarterbacks that were out there at that point, so we took Jalen Hurts just because of the draft capital. The Eagles, you know, are willing to invest a second round pick. Carson Wentz has been banged up few times the past couple seasons, but even with Carson being healthy, I still feel like uh, Peterson is going to create some packages for Jalen Hurts. So I think he'll be on the field. So, you know, sort of like that Taysom Hill role, um, you know, like how Sean Payton schemed him a few plays. So I think we'll see that as well. So he's our emergency quarterback. And we got another emergency quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my gato. This is upside out of any other backup QB at the point of this draft. He probably has the most upside because everybody knows Jameis will sling that goddamn ball. Bro, can you imagine if Breeze went down right now and you gave him Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders? Nigga. That's what I'm talking about with upside, bro. So, Jameis... He might not play all year because Drew Brees ain't just necessarily a banged-up-ass quarterback because he's smart. But fluky things happen. He had the fluky thumb thing last year. So anything happens and Jameis get to get that field, bro, we probably going to have to talk ourselves in it, bro. We playing Tannehill or Jameis this week. It's realistic. It can happen. So yeah. that was a good play. Another thing you missed, too, and he's throwing to Alvin Kamara, so that's taking pressure off, too. Alvin can create on the short passes and dump off. So I should bail Jameis out too. Hey, my nigga Jameis don't throw the ball that short, bro. It's downfield That's why I thought he was going to go to Pittsburgh, man. That's all they do. They throw downfield, so. But, <laughs> hey, all in all, I like our team, man. You know, I think we did a good job. I feel like our team is balanced. That's probably the best way I would describe it. I mean, we got what? Hella running backs, six wide receivers. What, Five tight ends, so it's good, bro. That's how I should look. I like it. All right, all right, man. Let's get into this closing, man. So uh, before we get into that, again, we want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast um, wherever you know you listen to all your other podcasts and music at Dynasty Bros FF. Um, be sure to rate the podcast, give us some feedbacks. You know, two stars, three stars, four stars. Leave, leave some remarks. We want to continue to make this thing bigger and better and greater. Um, Dot, where can I follow you at? Hey, before I tell you where you can follow me at, if you leave a one star, please explain yourself. Let us know why you left a one star. If you leave five, let us know why you left five. Don't just go rate without giving us feedback. That's important. We're trying to find a way to make this better for y'all. So 
Follow me at DynastyBroDot on Twitter, Instagram, and I'm about to start my Facebook back up. So cool. shout out to Dynasty Bro Big. Yep. Glad to hear that. Um and all right, before we get out of here, let's always leave with a positive word. So that's something we like. You didn't to tell do. nobody where they can follow you, bro. I thought uh, that's where we was going. My bad. At Chief Sosa FF. Um, that's where you can follow me at Chief Sosa FF. Instagram, Twitter. I'm a, I'm a heavy on the Twitter. Um, Instagram, got some photos up there. Trying to do better on Instagram, but Twitter, yeah, you can catch me real time. But uh, and if you got you know scouting reports, we don't have anyone. We don't have one today, but scouting reports is our music segment. If you got topics, feedback, I mean, we've been getting feedback through the email, so we appreciate that. Um, if you got episode topics you want us to cover, email us at questions at questions at dynastyrosff.com. So. True that. And we do always say something good to the people. Can't leave without doing that. Dynasty Bro Vic, you leave, bro. Say something good to the people, man. Make it good, too. Yeah, I got a good one. I'm going to say, don't be afraid to be great. So whatever you want to do, you know, something that's been on your mind, whether it's a hobby, a project, a business venture, just start. Um, there's no such thing as a perfect start. Um, so yeah, just, uh, you know, set your goals, lay down your framework, um, do your research, do your homework, try to get you some mentors, get you some peers, some colleagues that, you know, you can lean on for ideas and just start, man. But uh, don't be afraid to be great. So that's my positive word. And do your thing and, and be yourself that's the most important always be yourself too true that true that um stop procrastinating man um stop being lazy feeding off of your energy man anything you want to do man go do it the worst you can do is fail a little bit i mean shit at least you know you tried and uh that's important man and uh i feel like with corona and everything going on we're getting a second chance to stay at home a little longer and you know figure out yourself some more man and, and find out some ventures for yourself and what you want to do and find out how to better yourself and i think it's important so you know put some work in on bettering yourself man i feel like you can do that every day you should find a you should try to find a way every day to make yourself a better person so stop procrastinating stop being lazy just get to it whatever that is get to it i don't care how small it is i don't care how big it is so how this podcast came apart. I appreciate Vic for jumping that idea out there and you know, I feel like we done slam dunk that. So shout out to you and we just been working, bro. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. I can't do this without y'all. Um, shout out to DJ Avo. Shout out to our listeners. Shout out to the fans, the fantasy football community. Everyone's been showing love, so um, it definitely helps when you're in a space where everybody's showing love, so we don't take that for granted. Uh, we definitely try to give that back as well, so yeah, man. Uh, I'm definitely uh, excited and happy for the future. Looking yeah. forward to see see you know what um what it what becomes of it. So I had too much yeah. wine, man. I usually have come I usually on, drink bro. beer, man, but it's all good. <laughs> we got some guests coming up. Yeah. Um, we got we're going to go get on some more shows. We still got some. Can we talk about what we got going in August? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Let's shout it out. We, we, all right, man. We got a redraft show coming up, man, that we're going to be doing only with black and white sports. So, um, you got to explain that. Black and white sports is a is a network. So, it's a network. It is a black guy and a white guy. <laughs> but, but they're awesome, man. And they, they have a network and they have an umbrella of everything they do. Like last time when we talked, uh, 
so they do race car stuff. Yeah, race Yeah, and then they have just a regular sports podcast that covers everything. That's their main thing. They just told us they did a wrestling podcast, and then they reached out to us about doing a fantasy football podcast. Like what we do, we like what they do, so we started a partnership, man. So we do dynasty heavy. I know we do our four minute offense every week to try to keep you guys posted with our quick feelings. But uh, we're going to start doing a redraft episode, man. So stay tuned with that. We'll be able to, that'll be exclusively for them. So hopefully, you know, our listeners can go over there, rock with them, and then everything they got going over there, hopefully, come over here and, you know, sway this way. So I'm excited about that, bro. More recording. Yep, same. And just so you guys know, we will be recording those redraft episodes from the Facebook page. Um, it's just the audio won't be found under our name, uh, be found under the Black and White Sports. So we're doing it exclusively for them, but you can still catch the live episodes on our Facebook page and on Periscope. So. And on Periscope, man. Hey, speaking of the N-word, bro, you want to touch on the question that we got before we get out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did get a question, too. And, again, we appreciate all dialogue, all feedback. Uh, we did get a question earlier, or feedback, saying, you know, uh, you know, you guys got great content, but why do you guys cuss so much? It takes away from the, you know, the content, you know, that you guys are delivering. So, um, moment of truth, uh, when me and Dot sat down and we talked about this podcast, you know, first, you know, we did kind of revisit, you know, we visited, do we want to keep it clean? Do we want to cuss? And then what it came down to was we wanted a space where we could just be ourselves. Um, so really how I view this podcast, me and my bro, we love talking fantasy so much that we decided to do it in front of a microphone. But, uh, you know, if this camera and microphone wasn't here, we'd be chopping it up just like how we do it. So we just wanted to just make this a closed, closed door conversation, but we opened it up to you guys just to sit in. And just hear how the bros play fantasy football in the trenches. So that's what it comes down to. So um, I can say this as well, and I, and, I, and I know you want to add on to it as well, Dot, but, um, you know, we do have professional filters, so we do know when to put that on. And as far as social media, you won't ever see me cussing up a storm. And even if someone says I have a bad take, and, you know, if they're cussing at me, cussing me out, you, you'll never see me return fire with cuss words. So, um, but from a, from the week-to-week standpoint, we're just being ourselves. Yeah, and um, honestly, man, when I cut this camera on, it's it's hard for me to open you up to my thoughts. Even even in just fantasy football, it's hard for me to open you up to the way I think and me trying to be genuinely honest without trying to be myself 100%. And just let you know, if you, if you appreciate the content and you like me, if you ever get around me, at least you already know what to expect. Like, I'm not overly this way. I'm not overly that way. I'm just completely exactly what you're seeing and what you're hearing. So uh, hopefully you can appreciate that and uh, just understand that we're just trying to be ourselves, man, without having to button it up. So if it's a yeah. little extreme, I apologize. I, you know, I didn't think we were too extreme. So hopefully it's not that. I don't think that's the case, but you know, I do appreciate the question. Yeah. And I hope our answer, you know, kind of helped, you know, make that be all right. Yeah, at the end of the day, we know when to put on a professional filter too. So we're not going to go into a suit and tie meeting, cussing up a storm. But on a week to week basis, we're, uh, you know, relaxing, we're drinking, talking fancy football. So that's just our style. That's really one of the reasons why we started it because, um, you know, Dot put me onto the fancy. Yeah, you put me onto the fancy football podcast. You know, I didn't I heard them all. I heard a lot of them. There's some great ones out there, but I didn't hear one that was like, you know, with 
this sauce, this flavor. So I feel like that's our lane. This is, that's our opportunity. Um, so that, that's what it comes down to. So. And had I found one, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. So, Touche. So, yeah. Touche. Mother. <laughs> no, no, we just kidding. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, on that note, this has been another episode of the Dynasty Bros. Again, we want to thank you for listening. Um, we're here to help you dominate your lead, Dynasty Bro Styles. This is the Dynasty Show. We got a redraft show coming, so we'll help you dominate that too. Um, until next time, man, we'll be back at the end next week. We're going to talk. We don't usually. We Dynasty Bros. I was, I was going to leak the topic for next week, man. We don't usually leak the topics, but I figure I'll do it. Why not? But uh, we're going to talk Coach Yellen. Um, some Coach GM etiquettes, talk about some party fouls, and we're going to have Dynasty Refinery on, and Dynasty Dad and Jared. So, looking forward to chopping up with those guys. So, check them out, man. Early hey. Check out Dynasty Refinery. Shout out to, shout out to those guys. Touche. Hey, and they better bring some cuss words on next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to us, man. We appreciate it. All right, man. And with that, we are out. Until next time, we got Dynasty Bro Dot. I said your name. And you got Dynasty Bro Vic. This is the Dynasty Bros. We'll be back. Best beard in the podcast industry. That too. (laughs) I'm going to walk out on that note.